0: This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. The president's hope for containing costs in the U.S. healthcare care system are increasingly meeting with data that show none of the leading plans for health care reform will, in fact, contain costs. Michael Cannon, director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute, comments.
1: There are really two competing goals that the Democrats are talking about. One is covering the uninsured. The other is containing health care costs. If you want to know which of those two goals is more important to them, look at what the legislation would actually do. And Douglas Elmendorf, the director of the Congressional Budget Office, those are Congress's nonpartisan budget number crunchers, he has said that, yes, this legislation will expand coverage, but as far as bending the cost curve, which is the lingo for reducing healthcare costs, as far as bending the cost curve goes, yeah, it'll bend the cost curve, but it bends it in the wrong direction. It bends it uh, toward higher costs, not lower costs. So even th- though we have a lot of rhetoric from the president and uh, and Democrats in Congress about bending the cost curve and containing healthcare costs, I don't think the legislation demonstrates that that is not their goal for healthcare reform. You said that the president conflates spending and costs. What do you mean? When people say healthcare costs, they mean lots of different things. Some people think. Health insurance premiums. I want them to be lower. Some people think the aggregate amount of healthcare spending. Some people think out-of-pocket spending. And when economists use the word costs, they think of all costs, all relevant costs, not just the money that you spend, but the um, uh, the health costs that people have to endure if they don't spend money on healthcare. Those are also health costs. So when the president, I think, when the president says. He wants to contain healthcare costs. It's really hard to know what he means. I think he means, sometimes I think, that he means he wants to re, uh, restrain the growth of health spending. So maybe it'll only grow by as much as gross domestic product grows rather than 2.5 percentage points faster, which has been the historical trend. But at other times, I think what he means is he just wants to reduce. The amount that you notice you're spending for healthcare, so that uh, instead of writing a big check to an insurance company, you're writing a bigger check to the government, and that's how you're paying for your healthcare. So it's very it's very difficult to know exactly what the president means each time he says reduce healthcare costs or bend the cost curve. One thing that the president has said is that healthcare reform is not just about the 47, the estimated 47 million Americans without health insurance. It's also about everyone who has health insurance. He said that he wants to make health insurance more secure, that he wants to prevent insurance companies from denying you coverage if or dropping you if you get sick. And the president can pass laws saying that insurance companies can't do that. But the The legislation moving through Congress is going to give insurance companies incentive to stint on care for you if you get sick, to avoid signing you up if you're sick. And the reason is that this legislation contains price controls on health insurance premiums. The way that they usually couch it is they say that an insurance company can't deny you coverage if you have a pre-existing condition. They can't charge you premiums based on your health status, which means that insurance companies are going to have to charge people more like average premiums. Well, what sort of incentives does that create for an insurance company? If you're healthier than average, that means that if an insurance company signs you up, they're going to make a lot of money off of you. You're going to be paying an average premium, but your health costs are well below average. So they're going to market themselves very aggressively to healthy people like you, young people like you, fit people. But if you have a chronic condition, then the insurance or any expensive medical condition, then the insurance companies can only charge you an average premium even though you have above average healthcare costs. Now what kind, of, what kind of incentive does that create for the insurance companies? They are going to want to avoid you like the plague. They are going to want to provide you lousy service so that you go to another insurance company and bring down their bottom line. So while the president says he's going to keep insurance companies from dropping you or denying you coverage, that may be true. He may have a provision in the law to do that. More important is that he's going to give the insurance companies incentives to avoid you if you're sick and provide you lousy care if you're sick. So that's what this legislation means to people who have health insurance. It means that the insurance companies, even more than uh, they might do today, are going to try to shortchange sick people and not give them the care that they need.
0: Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of the book Healthy Competition. Get your copy at Cato.org.